Perspective. Back from summer vacation. It's your boy. What's up, what's up? It's your boys, Rogi. And Brayden. Couple of ant boys. Just a couple of ant boys. Um, we have a lot to get to today. Uh, so much time, so little to do. Wait, scratch that. Reverse it. Um, we've got muggies. We've got predictions. We've got chicken wings arguments okay a lot coming down the pipeline Braden, how the heck are you on here haven't talked to you in a while i'm doing well i'm doing well we this has been a uh an eventful couple weeks for us finally we bought a house congrats Um, cooper got a haircut exciting but congrats on cooper's haircut too two equally momentous events like I said, eventful, man. Lots of things going on. Moving and shaking. How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing fine. I've been at training at my new job since uh, mid-July, early mid-July, and I've just been... you, know, you liking it? You can't make training go any faster. Um, no. It is not the kind of training that, you, that one likes. Uh, it is the kind of training that one gets through. Understood. Yep. So... Like the death by PowerPoint. This week, I would love a PowerPoint. This week, oh, I I get on my tablet at eight a.m. and I'm on a Microsoft Teams call until four thirty p.m. Ugh, I wow! Get, I get at lunch and I get two fifteen minute breaks. Yeah, that sounds so, horrible. That's this week, and this is my second week of that. So yikes! Yeah. Today was actually was pretty decent because we had some actual activities to do. It was the best day by far. But uh, yeah, that's the kind of training that it is. So it's like I haven't really gotten into anything real yet. But that's okay. That's fair. Um, we have, but it does give me lots of time because you know they can only see your face. So I can. So I'm literally playing 2K, <laughs> listening to these people. Because you can't see the controller, <laughs> just sitting just under the camera. They can't tell that you're wearing a LeBron jersey. <laughs> <laughs> no, they can't. Um, so it gives me lots of time to do things like plan for the podcast. So we have a lot to get to, like I said, today. Um, we'll kind of just go one by one by one. Um, we'll do like a muggy, and then we'll do a howler, and then we'll do a prediction. Does that sound good? That sounds good. Okay. So hopefully you out there, well, I guess you'll be listening to this like several weeks from now, so there's not really much point, but hopefully you guys all voted and we have that information tallied here. Um, so we had a lot of fun categories. What's the first category we should do, Braden? Out of the ones that you've not given me, yeah. or just off the top yeah. of oh, the ones I haven't given you, why would I give you the categories? Yeah. Well, who's I know that now the these days you just assume what's happening on the podcast <laughs> and do whatever the frick you want, but it's kind of about you not knowing things. 
All right, you know what? Let's get that out in the open right now. Let's talk. Let's know. talk that just, through you with just, the you listeners. Just air it? You want to just yeah. air it so I can't I think keep we doing need that? Because there's okay. going to be some real passive aggressive stuff going on here. Oh, is there? Which is fun for the listeners, oh. but not fun for me. And it's all about me. It's fun I'm the for me too. Um. So I I start talking to Braden about like what we've got planned for today. And all of the live reads we have planned coming up because it's it's Deathly Hallows. Like that's why you guys have been listening to the pod is because it's you know you've been waiting for Deathly Hallows for all the big reveals and all the fun stuff that happens. And Brim's like, oh, I, I just read chapters one through four. Like I just went ahead. Like I assumed that's what we were doing. And so like on me, I, I hadn't clarified. I didn't tell him, hey, this is just predictions and muggies and howler today. He, you, you tell it. You left work early. Yeah. So like at like three o'clock it like hits me like a ton of bricks i just haven't read i haven't read at all and which would have been fine. actually perfect. perfect that would have been perfect that's how it was supposed to be but i like me. i'm like oh crap i couldn't have so, been more available at three o'clock to text you back about uh, anything yeah so i like i rush home I couldn't even find the book for like 20 minutes. Like we, we, it's like in a tote in a storage closet with other books. And so I'm like texting Hannah, freaking out, like ripping totes out of the closet. Like, where is this God for book? Cooper's losing it. No, Cooper's excited. He's like, sweet. I love tearing stuff up. Like, let me in there. (laughs) Give me something to chew. Yeah. Um, and the book sit down i mean rip through these four chapters yeah. and i i, I will admit them. i'm sitting there reading them thinking like man this is a lot there's a lot like, I, we're gonna talk about a lot of stuff this is these are exciting chapters Braden tells and, me this we're sitting here on skype i i he's in the middle i said what happens i think he's joking i think he's joking so i say what happens and he says well there's seven harry's i take my headphones off and put them down i'm like i'm not listening to this anymore i, I think if we were I in the same room he'd have punched me in the face what's the opposite of raffling What's the opposite of rolling on the floor laughing? Is there like a... Uh, Raging on the floor. Raging on the floor? Standing. Raging on the floor crying. Rothking. Yeah. I would have been Rothking. Like, I'm someone that has raffled. I've physically raffled before. Yeah. Sure. Um, There's nothing like a good (laughs) raffle. There's nothing like it. And so it's like, okay, like, I could be mad. There's no point in being mad. Like, you just move forward. And then Braden says... I, I can just pretend that I haven't read it and we can do it. <laughs> I was read. kidding about that. I was, I knew that wouldn't work. I said, quote, no one wants that. That's not what anyone wants. So Chad got caught in the crossfire at one point. It's a whole, it's just going to be a whole thing, but it's okay. And we'll just do a four chapter chunk and then Braden won't read anything else until I tell him what to read. Sorry, listeners. Seventh, in the seventh book. Take responsibility. This is the first time something like this has happened, is it not? What's the biggest spoiler you've had before this? Me saying Ludo Bagman wasn't in the movie? Um, um, Steven saying, oh, so you guys are at the ministry already, right? When we weren't yeah. nearly there? Yeah, there really hasn't been, which is kind of that, impressive yeah. when you think about the span of time we've been doing this. Yeah. So. And it was stuff you were about to read anyway. It's not like we told you what happened at the end. So. Yeah, it's not like I hadn't read it yet, and you assumed I had, and started talking about it, and I'm like, "Wait, <laughs> yeah, wh- what? True. There's seven Harrys. Be pretty bad. What? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that have been fun yeah. to read with Chad? It would have. I'm really sorry, Chad. Uh, you deserve better than that. I let By you. By the time Chad hears this, he will have probably already come on the pod and discuss these chapters. So. 
Dang it. That's fine. I know. I get it too. It's like we're time traveling. Okay. Um, hey, Hannah, come on the pod. Hannah. Hannah, come on the pod. Rogi would like you to come on the pod. <laughs> I she just sort of like laughs and sheepishly like fades into the background without answering the question. She said some words in English, which I was surprised. I thought she was just going to giggle and close the door. Yeah, so. she does that. Uh, first, our first muggy category, best new character. Um, who would you have nominated? Two nominees. Two nominees for every character, for every category. Two characters for every category. We're, we're talking best new. Best new character. Um, we had McClagan. Okay. He was new, right? Yeah, I'll tell you, he was not nominated for this, but he was nominated for a different category. Okay. Um, I don't know why every time we do a Muggies, it's like I haven't read or seen the movie in years. Yeah. Remember, just picture watching like black figures on like a dark gray background. Oh, yeah. The entire movie was in grayscale. <laughs> yeah. Um,. You're eating her Minyaki wings. You're eating $80 worth of ALE <laughs> appetizers. That was a feast. That was a feast. Who are the new characters? Dang it. So I think my people, mind is completely blank right now. There's an obvious one that you should have gotten, which is Slughorn. Okay. He's the new teacher. Yeah. He's the big fat guy. He's walrusy. He likes crystallized pineapple. And then I fudged a little bit. Lavender Brown isn't a new character, but her characterization in this book is she's much more real. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot more going on with Lavender. So Slughorn should have been obvious, but yeah. So uh, who gets your vote for best new character? Ooh. Wait, we should decide. Um, does your vote, what does it count for? Three votes? You decide that. We'll say three votes. Three votes. Um, well, let's talk this through. Slughorn is, in my mind, was supposed to be just a more gentle version of Uncle Vernon. Right. Maybe a little less moustache. Both pretty moustache. Um, didn't really turn out that way in the movie, um, but I thought the, the actor played his part really well. And it they don't have to be. It doesn't have to be a movie. You can go movie if you want. It's totally up to you. The movie can definitely influence your answer. Well, the kind of intertwined together for me, you know. Yeah. Like, I can't separate the two after I've seen the movie. Yeah. Um, That's fine. Lavender adds this weird comical thing mm-hmm. for Ron, which I feel like enhances his character throughout that book. Mm-hmm. So, but I guess I can't. I don't feel like it's fair to call her a new character. I don't disagree, but I also think it is fair. I think it's fair, but like I'm fine with you taking that interpretation. I couldn't think of another best new character. McClagan. There's a there's a different <laughs> category than McClagan nominated in. Um you know what? I'll go Lavender because I feel like most people probably said Slughorn. So You're why not? Right. Most people did say Slughorn. You couldn't have swung the vote. Slughorn wins best new character 10 to 6. It was 10 to 3. I look forward to someone going back through all the Muggies episodes and tracking uh, the slight, the slow but steady decline in votership throughout <laughs> the years in the Muggies. The sixth annual Muggy Awards. Uh. 
So, Horace Slughorn, congratulations, best new character in Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. Um, let's get to let's get to a howler. Hi, this is Bo. Uh, boneless wings all the way. Hashtag in the discrimination. <laughs> I I refuse to have anything else. I've had both. Boneless wings are so much better, and that's it. That really is it. That's okay. it. That's the whole thing. Twenty three seconds. Braden, your thoughts. Yeah. Um so I am obviously pro bow. Mm-hmm. Um I'm I'm pro see where I lose him, I'll just go here. Where where I lose him is I refuse to have anything else. <laughs> Bo, I think there's room for all. I think there's room for all wings. All wings matter, Bo. Um I think there are room for all wings. Like I was telling Rogi on vacation, I hit up two different joint uh, wing joints and had bone in wings at both of them because that was kind of their reputation at both places. Well, like we've got great bone in wings. So you had more energy to put forth towards exactly, exactly. <laughs> You're yeah. like, okay, I and guess on vacation I'll work to get my food. On vacation, I'm like, I don't really care about the money, right? It's vacation, you know. Sure. Hunnets, hunnets. Yeah. Um, some and fresh so, crab. Have to mess with that. Yeah, I can't do that. I'm allergic to shellfish. That's pretty shellfish of you. <laughs> so, while I agree with Bo that like we need to stop judging people for eating boneless wings, Bo, and stop stop attacking their masculinity if they like boneless wings, I don't think that needs to end. I don't think I ever attack anyone's masculinity. You did that before the show started. That's true. That's literally true. minutes ago. <laughs> you read four chapters in the book, though. The whole podcast is yeah, about that's you. That's true. Not you were angry. You were angry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna have to cut you off there. I've got a follow up message from Bo. This one's three times. Oh boy, as long. here we go. This is Bo again. Um, I'm sorry if the last message seemed hostile. <laughs> I just I was triggered by the conversation. I had flashbacks to every single person who I've interacted with while having wings because if you're a bone-in person, you don't hold back on people who just enjoy the boneless wing because it's, I don't, I've never been one to judge everyone for what they eat, especially when it's the same thing except there's no bone in it. But uh, it just, the conversation just triggered me and, uh, and uh, it just, I just felt bad for Brayden, and I felt the need to come with guns blazing at his side uh, to defend another brother in the fight of boneless wings. And so um, I apologize if I seemed a little hostile, uh, but I, the, the sentiment of my statement is still true. I, I, for myself, I, don't, I didn't think it would, the first one was hostile. So. It didn't feel hostile. It, just, it felt passionate. Bit. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and all hostile. we ask for. We don't ask you yeah, to do your I best. I wouldn't want it any other way, We just ask for your passion. Yeah, absolutely. And so, Bo, thank you. Thank you for coming to my side, Guns Ablazing. Really appreciate that. Um, they had me down and they were kicking me. Um, all of us. So I, I, do, appre- I do appreciate that how. Um like I said, though, I am going to take a little bit of an altered stance. While I do agree 
that we need to end. We need to end the discrimination against discrimination is a against word. boneless wingers. I'm just saying it's a strong word. That is a strong word. Maybe we maybe not it's use not that. Like but... you were born as a person that could only eat boneless wings, <laughs> and I'm yelling at you for it. <laughs> That's true. I'm not going to discriminate stop... against your shellfish allergy. Yeah. That's not your fault. We need to stop. We need to stop judging boneless wing eaters. Would you, attacking their masculinity. Would you more broadly say that? I guess if we let's let's broaden out the conversation. Is there any? Are there any choices like preference choices that you could make that you would feel like would be worthy of judgment? Like if you came in and you were like, "I'm I'm really into My Little Pony now," or like, "I re- I got really into." Moana, and that's not even that. Like, I'm trying to think of something like Twilight or something. And like, then would you be offended if I was like, Twilight's not; those aren't good books. I, you, that's dumb of you. You know what I mean? Um. Well, I think it comes down to the idea that, like, because you would disagree with me, mm-hmm. it becomes like a territory war, and you have to like fight. You ha- you have to like impose your chicken wing will on me until I agree with you. Whereas like, I think we can just agree to disagree. I think if you want to eat boneless wings, eat boneless wings. If you want to eat bone and wings, eat bone and wings. Right. And that's fine. But like, I can still feel some kind of way about you eating your boneless wings. If you're, if you are like the twilight movies are good. Like I'm watching the twilight movies a lot and I'm like, no, that they're, they're bad movies. Don't do that. You can still watch them. Well, I'm not going to come in your house to stop you from watching your Twilight movies. Mm-hmm. But like, am I wrong that they're bad? Like, is that is that not a fact? I just think that like that's the, not a preference. the the repeated like where where Bo and I I think are coming from is that like it keeps coming. It's not like I watched the Twilight movies, tried to think, tried to tell you I think they're good, and then you were like, no, they're not. You shouldn't watch those. Okay, well I'm going to keep watching them. All right, cool. It's and then we moved on. It's, it's like I came to you and was like, "I like I like the Twilight movies," and you're like, "No, dude, they're wrong. You're like, you've got to stop. <laughs> you have to like issue. And next next time I talk to you, like I'm gonna check in and make sure you're not watching the Twilight movies. I'm gonna talk to your wife and like tell her like he has a problem. That's we gotta, a, we gotta get also, him away from these. That's also a representation of the tone that I took. I'm just telling you that's what it feels like to me and Bo. <laughs> It's like it's attack. It's an it's an attack on who we are. Like you you are wow. fundamentally wrong for liking boneless wings. I mean, like I do think that, but like I guess I didn't realize how closely. <laughs> listen, I didn't realize how closely you were holding it to your chest that like part of my identity is my affinity for boneless wings. It's not part of my identity. I just want to be able to go to a restaurant and order me that what I'm wrong I want. For who I am. <laughs> It's called a restaurant, Rogue. Not a work. I'm saying, I'm saying that's how we feel. That's what it's like, right? It's like you. It's it's like your. Bottom line: I just want to be able to go and eat what I want to eat you and can. not feel bad about it. You can do that. What if? How do you? Feel, I can't in the presence of bone and wing bone and wing people. How do you, you feel about? I guess that's that's just a rabbit hole we don't need to go down. I have disdain for. A lot of things. I'm a disdainful person. You are a person who... You are a person who... Believes in objective truths. You're really strongly opinionated. 
I try to and not. You, and you're a very smart guy who likes to have like civil discourse and debate things and like true. reason with people. Right. And some people are just like, no, nah, man, we disagree. Like whatever. So that's, and you're like, no, no, no. We need to like, we need to hash this out. I, and some I people do just that. don't, you know? So I try to not make those about opinions. Well, I guess if it's going to be opinions, it's like, okay, well, like, let's get into the facts behind the opinions. Like, why is this the case? And if you're just, if like, if someone's like, I like these books, like just like, I grew up reading them. And so I like them now. Like I'm, it's a nostalgia thing. Like can't argue with that. You know, mm. I get it. Right. Um, and so I try not to come at it with just like soft. Uh, yeah. But like, I do like to debate and I do like to have civil discourse. Yeah but I like it to be fact-based. Sure. So what I'm saying in that, in the wing example is I came to you with saying, Hey, I just don't really like if, if the price is more, I forgot it was about price. If the price is more uh-huh. and the work level is more the and the taste is isn't that work. drastically different, which in a lot of cases I would argue it's not in some cases it, it most certainly is. Okay. I will concede that. In a lot of like American just chain wing places, it's not. There's not that much of a difference. Okay. B-dubs, I'm looking at you. In that case, I feel like that was my reasoning. And you're like, no, no, that's not real. I struggle with, I won't I struggle accept with that. the work aspect. With calling Something has to meet a threshold of like calories burned for it to be work for me. Maybe work's not the right term, but like... Effort. I guess it's effort. Effort, time spent. Like it's... I can, with a boneless, I can take my fork, make one swift down motion, have a bite, mm-hmm. and Dude, it's already. I like, love chicken nuggets. I get it. it. I do. I really do love chicken nuggets. Like I'm not. I'm not. I'm not joking. I love them. Um, and I, I, I think, and if I, if I were to feel bad for a part, a ro- part of the role that I played in this, it would only be, <laughs> it would only be the gendering of it, the masculinity part. Because yeah. Rachel, uh, Rachel would 100% agree with you. you Rachel mm-hmm. will eat, she'll eat like bone and wings if they're in front of her, if that's what we ordered to share because we're on keto or whatever. And she'll yeah. eat it and then I'll, and then I'll eat it because she'll have, she won't pull apart the flats. She'll just leave it like together in a V with like a bunch of meat in between there and stuff. And she's like, it's not worth it. It's just too much work. My hands are going to get dirty. And it's like, that that's the thing. I look down it on her for like- that. Bone and wings are a different commitment in terms of your meal. Mm-hmm. But I, but when you say the same thing, mm-hmm. I I get it. It's a different thing because you're a guy, and that's not fair. So that part's on me. I should. What I'm saying is, I need to yell at Rachel more about her bone and wing <laughs> aversions. That's what all of we this is. We have to make about. it equitable. That's the bottom right? line. Women have come far enough in America that they also deserve to have their food choices ridiculed and have it not be along gender lines. Yeah. I think like Bo, I just got triggered pretty quickly with it because in college I got raked over the coals for this. Yeah, that's the kind of environment. Like to the point where I did not enjoy being at B-dubs with my group of friends. Um. I get but, it, and I can see myself. Be, I can see myself doing that, but like, I don't even know why. Because like, I didn't eat bone. I didn't eat wings at all until college. Like, it just wasn't something that I grew up doing. Bone mm-hmm. in, boneless. We never went to B dubs. Like, yeah. it just wasn't part of my life. And then I yeah. very quickly 
developed like a passionate disdain for boneless wings. <laughs> I don't know why. I think yeah. I probably just had them twice in a row and they were dry. Like it was just dry white meat. And I was yep. like, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. It, like there are definitely some places that just don't do probably either one well, but like especially right. boneless. Right. It's just a, it's just like a dry chicken nugget. Yeah. And I get that. And like, like I said, I was on vacation, went to a little beach joint called Schooners that has like incredible bone and wings. Mm-hmm. I ate like an asinine amount of them. <laughs> okay. Loved it. Absolutely yeah. loved it. Really, really good. Cleaned them, cleaned those bones really well. Got every, got yeah, every lick. But I there. knew when we were going to that place that night for dinner, I was like, okay, like I'm about to get my hands crazy dirty. It's going to be all over my face. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pay a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a little more time it's to eat be an these. experience. And I accepted it. I was good with it. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. There is the difference there. And I don't always want that. If I'm going to go to a, a, a wing joint that, that there's not that big of a difference in taste, like a B-dubs, I'm not going to pay the extra. I'm not going to do the extra work. I'm just going to get, if you want to call them chicken nuggets, then that's what they are. I'll get those. Sure. And I think that part of it is that I, I enjoy the, I, I get satisfaction from the doing it myself part. And so it's just, it's just different vectors of approaching the same topic. And yours isn't wrong. It feels wrong, but I know it's objectively not wrong. <laughs> and so that's on me. So there you go, Bo. We got there. We got there, folks. Over a few episodes. Bo I don't knows. know how many times we've been talking about this. Bo finally led us to like some just some good solid civil Civility, discourse. Yeah. Yeah. As Bo as you as Bo can be counted on to do. Yeah. He's got a reputation for that. <laughs> yeah. He's uh he her, my college had like a moderation team. Mm-hmm. You were on, on that? No. Because <laughs> I, I care about the sides. Moderation is all about like, wow, both of you guys are so right about everything. <laughs> Everyone gets the participation yeah, ribbon. That's not me. People yeah. are wrong about things sometimes. Sue me. Um, it's me a lot of the time. Super wrong about stuff. Uh, okay. Let's do a. Let's do, should we do a prediction or should we just go back and forth and then do all the predictions at the end? Let's do a prediction. That's fine. <laughs> um, so, do you remember the the prediction format that I teased that we were going to do it this way? Vaguely, remind me. Uh, I I did who, what, when, where, why, and how predictions. Mm. Let me tell you, some are easier to come up with than others. I googled Deathly Hallows predictions. And it was a good list. It was a good list. Really? Mm-hmm. Good. Um, but I'd already written most of these. I was just trying to get the last couple. Okay. Um, okay. So who, what, when, where, how? We'll start with who. Um, who? That's a tough one. Who is who is R A B? Gosh dang it! I knew you were going to ask that I as soon as I read you. it. I've got to ask you. Oh, because you read um, the book. You can't. I don't know who it is though. It that didn't have, get revealed. Okay, I don't know. Or, if I mean, get... maybe it did, but I don't know that it did. We can't talk about we can't talk about anything because we have to have an episode about that. We're gonna we're gonna talk. So I have to skip one at least one of these. Okay, I already admitted my screw up. I'm sorry. No, I'm no, and like I'm not I'm not upset. I'm not more upset right now. I'm just like rethinking how we have to do predictions. And it's fine. Yeah. On the fly. Here Who's we go. R.A.B. You don't know. You want me to stick with that one? That one's okay. That one's fine. Okay. Um, I 
I want to say the B has something to do with Bellatrix. Okay. I know that's not her last name, but like, maybe it's like she seems like she's like going to be a more important character in this book. Comma. Okay, I would. That's another question. Characters who take character who takes on unexpected importance. Someone that gets more important. Yeah. So I've got two theories on that. One is Bellatrix because I feel like she's kind of a wild card. Like she's got an attitude, doesn't really like to be disrespected. Um, and then this, um, this, well, so can I talk about what I've already read no. in this prediction? Absolutely not. I can't. No, okay. we're going to have, we're going to have an episode where we talk about those four chapters now. Where I will make more predictions. No, that that'll just be a normal episode where we talk about what we what you read. Well, because there's a prediction I want to make about a character I just read about. Yeah, you can make it later. Okay, feel free fine. to feel free to make unsolicited predictions. Okay, all right. Um, I'm predicting that Snape will get a little offended by Voldemort's like lack of. Uh, I don't know how to phrase it. What the right word is. Basically, like, Snape, Snape's put in a lot of work for Voldemort behind the scenes, right? Bas- I mean, you could argue Snape's, Snape's kind of the MVP for the Death Eaters, right? Mm-hmm. And seems like Voldemort's probably not going to really appreciate it the way Snape would like to be appreciated after putting in these years and years of hard work. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of wondering if that's going to result in Snape maybe going rogue on some stuff. Okay. Maybe taking some matters into his own hands, maybe... A little bit of uh, tension there between him and Voldy. Some vigilante death eating. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was going to read this next text. It was a howler. We got a couple howler texts. I was going to read it, but I don't really want to. I don't really want to, but I'm going to. Hello, (laughs) this is Tyler. House is Ravenclaw. I don't know. Cool. Um, I would just like to make it abundantly clear that boneless wings are all around better. Oh, wow. Keep up the great work. Wanted to make it abundantly clear, all around better. Okay, so we've had some strong boneless takes. Not expected. This is why I wanted Chad to come on early in the next book. (laughs) And I'm just just assuming that that I'm going to get an ally. That Chad's a bone-in guy? Yeah, I can see that, probably. Um yeah, I really expected when you said we had a bunch of howlers, I thought it was going to be people just like destroying me. Like, Brayden, what a weak little girl. You're the one people like, like on the pod. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like, I feel like we've learned people get pretty passionate about yeah, things. But, sure. Of course I'm the one people like. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if they've only listened to the first two books and they're like, this dude trying to host a podcast, talking too much, just ask Braden <laughs> more questions. That's the key. And then they stopped. And it's like, it got better. You just had to listen to three more books worth of podcasts. Yeah, I feel like we should go back when this is all said and done and, and like you record. You can't say this if you're not going to follow through on it. I would follow through on this. Okay. Hear me out. Go back and record like a separate like intro episode where it's oh. like, hey guys, this is us from the future. Man, was this a lot of fun. Hey, just so you know, the first two books kind of suck. So if you can stick with us until the end, it gets a lot better. We talk a lot about wings and backyard sports. It kind of sucks in some ways, but in other ways, people probably listen to the sixth book and they're like, you guys never say Garofme anymore. 
Okay. There's no, you never joke about Hagrid being drunk anymore. Like we had some real strong, like we got, we got in the weeds. We got really, where I'd be like, there's a comma in the middle of this paragraph that I think just really like spells out to me how Seamus has sandy hair. (laughs) And so there's going to, there's going to be some people who get through and they're like, I don't know or care about whatever a froggy fresh is. Okay. Seinfeld wow. voice. Seinfeld voice is just a pass. I don't. Mustache isn't funny. Like we've got some. We've been recording long enough. There's something for everyone. I like to think so. Yeah, you're Hagrid and that's voice. what I'm saying. Maybe we record a little intro episode. Like, hey, if yeah. you can stick with it, there's something here yeah. for you. I promise. We should it may only be like two episodes, but we <laughs> you'll find do, it. Like we should like re-record like just like the first half and then the second half of the first book and be like, we're older, we're wiser. We know how to podcast now. Um, right. But the, the premise is lost. Like I already know what happens. Yeah. But we could do kind of a retrospective. Like I make you, that's it. That's the next move. It's so meta. I make you listen to the, the episodes of the podcast for the first half of the, for like six episodes. And you're like, wow, now having listened to it, looking back, like I regret this take, like I regret this, like, stutter that i had i you know like we can talk about I sound listening to the old. podcast we've never listened to the podcast before yeah that's true that's true like who do you know i don't know anyone that's never listened to our podcast you know but you <laughs> you're a unicorn it's not the first time i've been told that now that i'm saying this i want to do this but i don't want to do it with you i want to do it with hannah Dude, we all want to pod with Hannah, but like, get in line. It's just, it's just one of those things, man. It's not gonna happen. I know. I told you I would pay her to do a Sherlock pod with me. Yeah, we've. I've been drawing up some terms on that, telling her, hey, let's, let's, let's. We're, we're buying this. a new house. Like, let's look into, let's look into it. Yeah. Um. I've got another text. This is the last text. Uh, hey, guys. Becca Wren here. So this is Luke's wife. Okay. I don't know how well you know Luke Wren. Know of him. Don't so really know him. He's in my fantasy football league. He's a doctor mm-hmm. now. Just just a, a doctor. He's doing just his a, residency. Just Dr. Wren. Yeah. Okay. In Florida. Uh, two things. I'm very passionate about bone-in wings. Boneless are okay. just chicken nuggets. Yep. However, when you do have access to Ale Emporium, the boneless are pretty delicious. So we've come all okay. the way around. Yeah. To you saying Ale Emporium is a place where it's worth it to get bone in, and she's saying Ale Emporium's a place where it could be worth it to get bone less. So I think that's interesting. I've done both, and I agree both are good. Uh, we're, we got a hard pivot here. Rogi, okay. you should know I grew up in a barn that was turned into a house. Hey. It was my grandparents' barn that had horses when my dad was little. Then when my sisters and I were really little, he turned it he started to turn it into a house. We even lived in it when it was still half barn. Love the podcast. That's great. Thanks, Becca. That's good. I would yeah, I I love it. I actually um a coworker from my last job, mm-hmm. um, he and his wife, they have four kids and they just sold their house. Mm-hmm. Because they had like a, it's the people that have that Christmas tree farm that I've talked about. Sold it to me. Um, if you're moving to Crawfordsville, maybe you did buy it. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not um, 
and they actually had like a the the property where all the Christmas trees are. It's a really beautiful like it's kind of a long sugar creek. Um, I forget how many acres it is. It's a huge property, but it had like an old barn on it that they've basically decided they're moving into and like yes. drywalling, insulating, and yes. making it a house. Because yeah. it was already wired for electricity. Yes. Wow. It was already kind of like an office space where he worked for from home. Just like he like had one room in there that was. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's that's I think the genesis of my obsession with living in a barn. <laughs> you just want to be Coach Denzel Yost. Washington. <laughs> no, I want to be uh, Ed Harris. You want to be Coach Yost? Okay, yeah. I can't be Denzel. Like even you dreams have limitations. All night. They're knocking again. Another yard. I was insufferable when I coached middle school football. <laughs> we would make him do up downs, and and I would be like, "Ask me for some water. <laughs> do it." <laughs> Eli wants some water. Water? What is it? Water is for losers. Water is for washing blood out of my uniform. You don't get no blood on my uniform, do you, Eli? So we're going to keep doing up-downs until Eli is no longer tired or thirsty. Man, this is when we really need Hannah because she can quote that entire movie word for word. Yeah, I would do um, a lot of... Because my, my buddy Brett would do, he would blow the whistle for the up-downs. I'd be like, Coach, there's a fine line between tough and crazy, and you're flirting with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a middle school football camp. This isn't the Marines. <laughs> we, we, named, I, we named a play um, 22 Blast with a backside George reverse. Like oh, we, we, had, awesome. we had a real, a real trick play, and we ran it like twice. That's so and, good. And so you'd tell the kid – you tell the kid the name of the play to call in to run into the huddle, and he would just look at you. He was like, I don't – that's one of our plays. <laughs> yes. Fake 22 blast to... with a backside George reverse. Um, I always – so I coached middle school football for a while as well, and I always, was always I was always trying to convince Coach Lutz to name one of the plays after the last play they call in the Friday Night Lights movie. Yeah. It's like, I write 90 wiggle <laughs> – I forget. I'm looking it up right now, but he yeah. says, I love y'all. I love y'all. And then they break the huddle. Yeah. And he would never do it, but <laughs> mostly because there was way too many like numbers and yeah. colors and stuff for these little middle schoolers to remember. But what play do they run at the end of Friday Night Lights? We're off the rails. Yeah, this talk, is. Talk about content that there's people that they don't care about it. I've never seen Friday Night Lights. The movie? Or the TV show. I've we Dude. watched we watched like the first episode of the TV show and Rachel was like, I can't get into it. Oh, I think you can't. It's one man. of those things. Like that was Hannah and I's life for a while. Yeah. I could get into it. There's no question oh my about gosh. that. Yeah. I love Remember the Titans. I know enough about it. Like I read Chase Serrano. I know what Friday Night Lights is. I'm I, I know that I love Matt Saracen. That's all I need to know. I've seen Varsity Blues. Okay, um, let's do let's do a muggy. Uh, we did best new character. Uh, okay, here we've got best moment. Best moment. Best moment. A, a little tough to come up with the nominees for this one. Mm-hmm. I do so unilaterally, just to be clear. I do not solicit advice. Well, that's not true. I do solicit advice, and then I forgot to put that one in. Dang. Sorry, Shannon. Uh, best moment. You're probably not going to guess these. Uh, Gryffindor wins the Quidditch Cup. Okay. Harry was suspended. Without Harry. He didn't get to right? play. Yeah. yeah. And then he walks in yeah. on the common room going absolutely bonkers. 
um, or just the whole scene of Harry high on Felix. Harry high on Felix, hard and fast. Yeah. That's my vote. No yeah. questions. <laughs> yes, yes. That that scene in the movie made like really was allowed me to overlook how it's shot entirely in grayscale. I think I think there was something wrong with the TV or your computer was running it because we watch it off the laptop. We tried to fix the TV though. I turned I like turned the brightness all the way up. We should turn the like, contrast oh, up. It's it looks a little less like a newspaper. <laughs> it wasn't so much like there were dark blues. It was the darkness more than the lack of color for me. It was very shadowy. Yeah, and I get that. That's like it was like playing Pokemon on a Game Boy Color with no backlight. <laughs> I I understand that that is like a that's a cinematic tactic, right? Like a yeah. production tactic. Like it's a it's a darker film, yeah. so you want to like make the mm-hmm. the vibe darker. I get it, but that <laughs> well, we discussed that at length. Let's we don't <laughs> let's move. Just to be clear, the one that you picked won. Uh, Twelve to five. Lucky Harry over Quidditch Cup. Um, we'll just do one more of these while we're here. Uh, best snog. Oh, jeez. Kind of a fun category, right? Who are our nominees? Okay. Who are our nominees, Braden? Um, Juan Juan and Lav Lav. That's, that's literally that's literally how I wrote it. I love that. That's good. Wouldn't want it any other way. I'm um, trying to think of some other snogs. Harry, Harry and Ginny. Harry and Ginny. Yeah. Well, I think you know where my vote lies. Where? Harry and Ginny. I've been waiting on that. So, literally everyone, and, literally everyone voted for Harry and Ginny. I love that. Good job, listeners. You make it 20-0. <laughs> yeah, but just as soon as it was given to me, it was taken away. Yeah. Harry told her Harry, we, Braden, we cannot save it for be the pod. So that happens in you're right. That does happen in a Dumbledore's funeral. Yeah. I'm not giving up on him. I won't do it. Okay. We'll see how that goes for you. Um we'll do a prediction here. Um give me a horcrux. Something Ooh. that we don't know for a fact is a horcrux. Something that we don't know for a fact is a yeah. Horcrux. You don't get to say you don't get to say the ring that we right. that Dumbledore already dealt with, or like the. Do we know for a fact that the locket isn't a Horcrux? The locket that the one that Harry has. Right. Um, I mean, all we have is the letter, the note mm-hmm. saying that that's a fake one. And he swapped it for the real one. He, it, they. I, mean, I just didn't know if that could be like a kind of a red herring type situation to throw Harry off the trail. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I'll come up with something more original, I guess. Um, Eric and I at once edited the Wikipedia page for really Harry, just the Harry Potter, to say that um, the that there's a cat that. The, the the Potters had that was a Horcrux, like when Harry was a kid. 
as kind of a joke or like yeah, you really feel that way? That's a joke. Oh, okay. This was before um, the seventh book came out. So it was that it was a guess. I'm going to say a Quidditch snitch. Ooh. Snitch crux. Snitch crux. Hashtag snitch crux. Because it represents Voldemort's connection to Harry. Like he's thinking of Harry as like the Quidditch player. Mm-hmm. Or James. Okay. Or maybe like we don't know that um, Tom Riddle wasn't a good Quidditch player. Play Quidditch, and yeah. maybe maybe that's like a, you know, he's all about trophies and recognition and winning. So like maybe he he that's stole the snitch. Side. That would have yeah. been a sick memory in the sixth book. Dumbledore's like, and now we go back to Tom Riddle's best performance as a beater on the Slytherin Quidditch team. And it's just a whole chapter of like a sick Quidditch description, you know? Yeah. That would be good. That would be good. We get to see like their retro uniforms. Ooh, yes. Short shorts. <laughs> yeah. Mustaches. Yeah, no uh, like face mask on the helmet. Yep. It's like leather. I guess Ron really does wear those other helmets. Um, give me another prediction. What's the so when when was a tough one? What's the scope we're looking at here? The other books have been like right about a year. You know, are we thinking this one's going to be a year? Are we thinking it could be ten years? I'm thinking this one's going to be short. I think she's going to expand like a month. Oh, okay. And it's like one of those like every day is action packed. It's like yeah. the first episode, the first season of Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Could be, could be really, really far off on that, but okay. gamble, roll I like dice. It. I like it. Um, my next question is where do we expect to see Hogwarts? I got a good one. Okay. Um, where, where does the final battle take place in okay. which either Harry gets killed or Voldemort gets killed? I'm looking at the cover of the book mm-hmm. and it looks like they're standing in some kind of Coliseum. So, I think this is off as well, but maybe there's some kind of, like, where like where do they play the World Quidditch Cup? Um, they built a stadium for it and played it, like, in the wildlands of North England, Northern England. So, that's, that's where the final battle takes place. Oh, okay. That's the first place that Harry saw a dark mark. Was that the Quidditch World Cup? There you go. Okay. That's a good where. Um, okay, let's pull up a quick howl. You'll notice. By the way, the cover, Harry looks so much older. Does he? I think he looks like he's he's like nineteen there. I, when you said so much, I thought you meant he looked like he was like mid twenties. I was like, I don't. Uh, he looks a little no, older. He's still a young man, but like he's not a maybe. boy anymore. Yeah got a theme coming up here for the Howlers. Okay. Morning, gentlemen. It's Chad. Uh, finally getting a chance to listen to episode 67, One Dad for a Set of Time. Uh, pretty excited about it. we got this one and two more to listen to, so I've um, been kind of saving them up to, uh, to listen to them. Anyway, you guys were asking what the name of the sound, uh, the drum sound after a joke what the name of that is, it's called a sting. Um, if you haven't already looked it up or someone else told you, there you go. Uh, so good listening to you guys. Hope everybody. Okay. We got the gist of it. Uh, so he's talking about the dunch. 
Like an old time comedy set. And and what is the word? Esteem. Esteem. Yeah. Man, Chad's attention to detail. And <laughs> yeah. like And his he's just a repository of knowledge. Yeah, good for him. Thanks, Chad. So there's there's that. Um let's pull Oh, we've got a, a classic category, one of my favorites. Uh, worst One near prediction. and dear to Rogie's heart. Worst prediction. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, do you know what... You have to the, give me the options on these. You don't know them? Um, no, so, the first one, I found a really good, um, like, mashup picture online of Malfoy turning into a werewolf. Like it's Malwolf. Called, it's, it's called... Malfoy. It's called Malfoy, is what it says on here. <laughs> I don't know if you can see it. I don't know if you can see it, but... Uh, uh, it's a little like bit, yeah. Draco being sad, and then some like wolf <laughs> drawings. Um, so mouth wolf, you which which was a real one that you were legit on. It was the whole mouth? I felt thing. I felt good about that one. And the other one, it took me. A, I I was googling like picture of a horse with his legs crossed, like picture of a crippled horse, and it was tough. I couldn't really find one, but so I eventually found one. This horse is like dancing technically, but his legs are crossed, so it's just it just says horse crux. Horse cruxes. With a question mark. Yeah. Horse cruxes? So what's your vote for worst prediction? That's the worst prediction. That was bad. That was the horse one like not only was it bad, it was just kind of irrelevant. <laughs> it was it was low effort. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was low effort, low energy, low uh low IQ. <laughs> it was S D E. As yeah. opposed to B D E. Um, so you're voting for horse crux? I'm voting for horse crux. That breaks a straight up tie. It was six to six. So con- okay. congratulations. Okay. Steam. Steam. Congratulations, horse, horse crux. <laughs> On winning worst prediction. Um, speaking of predictions... Nope. Speaking of predictions, um, I under where I just wrote miles beneath school. Mm. So I guess you kind of already addressed where you think the final battle is going to take place. Um, do you think? Do you think we're going to see Hogwarts? Um, I think so because we've got to deal with Dumbledore being gone. Like, what does Hogwarts look like without him? Or do we? Because Harry said he's not going back. Or do we? Do we think, do we assume feel... McGonagall is the headmaster now? Yeah, I'm assuming so. Um, I'm trying to decide if like the order would, would force Harry to go back. Like, is Hogwarts oh. still considered a safe place? Mm. Clearly not, because, well, I can't talk about that, but podcast <laughs> You're ruining my podcast ASMR. this is my favorite book you just ruined the first 15th of it Two fifteen. this is what the first four first, chapters sound like as I flip them no I don't want to know you shouldn't know what that sounds like <laughs> the whole conceit I'm just, gonna say, I'm just gonna lie and say I've never seen holes now how does that make you feel it's pretty bad 
not that bad because that would mean you would watch it with me and i want to watch that movie so and i want to talk about it so um have you seen you've seen greece oh yeah that's like a rogers family classic if you hadn't seen greece that's a rogers family classic that is an inappropriate movie rogers parents i know we've talked at length about this oh my gosh hannah Come on the pod. I want yeah. all I want to do. We owned two VHSs. We owned a VCR. We rented movies all the time from like the library because they had the Marx Brothers like black and white movies. We owned a copy of Grease and a copy of Atlantis. We might have also owned The Lion King at one point. Okay, but who didn't? I love that stuff. I'm very familiar with Atlantis. Not nearly as familiar. I watched. We would just watch Grease, just like rewind and just restart it. Okay, I think it broke my brain a little bit. Yeah, it does that. Wow. Okay. Yeah, have seen it mostly because of Hannah. Wow. Hannah. Kick Braden off the pod so we can just have a grease pod. Grease, <laughs> grease pod. Hannah, That's the name of between it. Between Grease, I remember the Titans. Hannah and I have very similar taste in uh, movies we watched in our childhood. Yeah. Do you think Friends is the greatest sitcom of all time? I. The Office exists, so there's no exactly. Way. Exactly. No I th- comparison. I think that Friends, Rachel watches Friends like every other, she'll watch something else then she'll watch Friends and she'll watch Grey's Anatomy and then she'll watch Friends. Um, Sleeper, King of Queens. <laughs> Pat, I'm just going to say this, pass on King of Queens myself. Um, <clears throat> Friends is like, Friends is fine. Grey's Anatomy, exactly. Grey's Anatomy is Friends, not very good. No. But Friends is not, Friends is not as good as, as it gets watched. By these, by these. I've tried women. to, I've tried to explain it as like, both, both are funny, both are good. One is written incredibly well. Yeah. The other one is like adequate. It is. It's more formulaic. I mean, it's it's more of a tradition. It doesn't like evolve the form of what of what a like primetime comedy can be, like The right. Office did. Right. And I love Parks and Rec, and I'm really, I've been really been into Community. Love community. Um, I still need to start community. I, I really like it. It's not, it starts a little slow, not as slow as Parks and Rec. Yeah, nothing starts slower than Parks and Rec. Yes. I went back and watched it again, yeah. like for the second time, and it was like, holy cow, how did I ever get through this? Yeah. Yeah, you just got to push. Because I tried to have Hannah go through it with, I don't think we ever finished it together. Because the first season. Yeah, I think it's like the first two. The second, the second half of the second season is better. Yeah, once yeah. Mark Brandanowitz leaves, <laughs> Brandana quits. Yeah. Um. So I've got a why question for you. Why does Dumbledore trust Snape? Why did he? In life. Who the heck knows? That's unpredictable. Uh, it's did Snape have good enough like dark magic that he was able to put some kind of curse on Dumbledore like is Snape actually the greatest wizard of all time excellent legilimens Occlumens, um, I guess he'd be more of an yeah got in Dumbledore's head and made him kind of put a trust spell on him trust curse I don't know Let's get to something that's a little more predictable. Morning, gentlemen. This is Chad. Uh, listening to episode 68, and Brayden just had 
or you, you guys were talking about horcruxes, and Braden just had some some questions about uh, about them, how they're made, and all that kind of stuff. Honest, they were some of the same questions that I had. I remember when <clears throat> I first read the uh, Harry Potter series, um, but I did read somewhere. It's it's been a while. I don't even know how long. Years, months, whatever. Decades. I mean, it's all running together since March, I guess. But anyway, um, bad. I read that JKR had an entire process for the making of a Horcrux, um, possibly even written out in one of the rough drafts of her books. And the process was so evil that the editor almost got physically ill in reading uh, that whole process. So they obviously cut a bunch of that out. Anyway, just thought I'd share that. Hope you guys are being safe, and um, we will talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for that, Chad. That was just a week and a half ago. I had never heard that. News to me as well. Um, it's believable. It makes you wonder what, what it is though. You know? Absolutely. Very curious. You think it's out on Reddit somewhere? Probably. Everything's on Reddit somewhere. Yeah. I, yeah, I wonder if that would have been in the sixth book or in the seventh book. Cause you know, the Horcruxes don't exist until near the end of the sixth one. Interesting. And so... It's a good nugget from Chad. Yeah, like maybe we get a we, we she was planning on us getting a whole chapter from Voldemort's perspective, like and just watching him make a Horcrux. That would be cool. Yeah, I would read that. I I'd probably skip it, you know. Yeah, probably it's not for not, everybody, not you know. Read some chapters of Harry Potter books. So. Yeah. Wow, I did not know that was what the hell it was about. That's pretty intense. Almost made me physically ill. Hearing someone describe as almost being physically ill. Um, let's get another muggy category in here. Um, this is no, we're gonna skip it. We'll get to that one later. Uh, biggest twist. Biggest twist. Biggest twist. What would you? I had like four of them written down here. I had to narrow it down to two. What do you think they were? Oh man. Um. I guess the biggest one's probably Snape at the end, right? I mean, it's not really a twist, but it's... Snape being the Half-Blood Prince or Snape killing Dumbledore? Well, you could do either one of those, I guess, as twists. The The real twist is probably Snape being the Half-Blood Prince. Right. So I'll go with that. Um, those were actually my two, the two that I picked. Oh, okay. I cut, cool. I narrowly cut... Um, it turns out Malfoy was really the bad guy the whole time, and Harry was right. Um, the existence of Horcruxes didn't see that coming. Yep. We all th- we all kind of thought Horcrux was just going to be like it turns you into a horse that like his front legs don't work very well. I felt like that was really believable and legit. It was a good. And I thought it was a good prediction. Yeah. Um, so I think everyone else did too. So are you? Am I assuming that you're voting for Snape as the Half Blood Prince? Yes. Uh, that means that that is the winner. Congratulations, Snape. 
Everyone's favorite character. Snapey Snaperson. You being the Half-Blood Prince was the biggest twist of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Um, let's do a, let's do another quick one. Worst new character. McClagan. <laughs> We've got McClagan and uh, Scrimjor. Ooh. What do we, I guess, how are we defining worst? Most annoying or most like. Worst. Most worst. There's no, it's in your heart. Worst new character. Yeah. I actually really, I'll probably vote Scrimger because of that conversation, like directly after the funeral. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's not cool. Is that the one where he's like, hey, I heard from Dolores Umbridge that you want to be an Auror, so you should come so that you can hang out with Umbridge. <laughs> and Harry's like, are you freaking kidding me, dude? Are you, are you hearing the words that come, came out of your mouth just then? Heck out of here, dude. Honestly, you're off me right now. Yeah. That's not Moose. Rufus? Rufus? Have you been this drinking name, with Hagrid? It? <laughs> it is his name. Have you seen Kim Possible? You've seen me. Kim Possible. Oh, yeah. Weren't you and Hannah, Hannah going to go as Ron yeah, and Kim? We did. You did? Yeah. We're going to need pictures of that. I think Hannah's got some. Okay. I was Ron Stoppable. She can... <laughs> you're such a good Ron Stoppable. I love that. I feel like you. I did a decent job. Yeah. I My hair wasn't blonde you. enough, but yeah. yeah. Hannah is literally is Kim Possible. Yeah. Did she get the good, a good ponytail going? Yeah. A high pony? She, that's not what Kim Possible does. Does she not wear a ponytail? She has, no, she's got like flowing. kind of like the little like, yeah. It's like at her shoulders, I think. It's kind of like, but the hair color and yeah. yeah. I like that for you. And then weren't you thinking about doing Hopper and Joyce or something? From Stranger Things? Or is that me thinking about doing that? Me and Rachel. I think you were, because Hannah's literally never seen Stranger Things. I feel, so. like, I feel like my destiny is to be Jim Hop, Chief Jim Hopper. From a I can see that. From a physical yeah. and also like personality perspective. Yeah. <laughs> Not from I a can totally career see that. perspective. You should. Yeah. I love me some David Harbour. He is great. His Tide commercials during the Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Those were fantastic. He hosted SNL. It was pretty good. Pretty uh, pretty good. Uh, so I've got a how question here for you. Give me a creative death. How does someone die? You can pick someone and tell me how they die. I was going to ask you for three character deaths, but that's a little sullied right now. Oh, is um, it? Wait, how far did you read? I don't think it is, so be careful there. Oh, Braden, spoiler alert. Characters die in this book. Plural. Did you call me a perspective? Okay, yeah. you're right. Yeah, give me three character deaths and make one of them die in a creative way. Oh, so I have to kill three characters mm-hmm. and, and one least, explanation. At least one has to be murdered creatively. Jeez. Okay. Well, I'm going to say Hagrid dies. Okay. Makes sense. He's the last father figure Harry has left. I'm going to say Neville dies. Okay. Sacrifice type thing. Redeems himself. And...
I think Voldemort dies. <laughs> okay. Are any of them yeah. going to die in a creative fashion? Um, Hagrid dies by giant attack. Like Voldemort just sends a whole village of giants on him and they just beat him to death. Hagrid's like, don't hurt them. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Or they, they beat Hagrid to within an inch of his life and to ease the pain, he just drinks himself to death. Finally has an excuse. Then Harry slips some unicorn blood in. <laughs> Can you hear Cooper growling? I wish. Something's going on I on the other hear, side of this I wall. I could hear something. I couldn't have told you it was Cooper growling, though. Are you having Hannah text me pictures of you guys going as the characters from Kim Possible to put on the Mobile's respective Instagram? Well, now that I know that's what you're going to do with them, no, I'm not doing that. What? What about if Jeremy uses them as chap as like um, art? For when this episode posts. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. When it was only for my consumption, you were fine with it? Yes. Okay. If, if you tell me I can't post anywhere, I won't. We'll, we'll think about it. We'll talk through it. Okay. Uh, we got three deaths. One, one of them was creative. We've got one more howler. We'll finish out. I think we're finishing out the howls here. Talk about creative. Oh. Have her come on the pod. Morning, gentlemen. It's Chad. I'm listening to episode 69. And uh, you guys are talking about chicken wings. So I would like to weigh in. I appreciate you asking. (laughs) Um, So... A little bit of backstory when I was in college prior to that. I'm just going to pause it here and describe how I've never been so excited by the words a little bit of backstory. Because <laughs> if he just weighed in, it's like, okay, that's fine. But Chad has chicken wing backstory. Yep. I love yeah. it. So we have to really, I don't know how this ends. I didn't know, I didn't read into this one. So we have okay. to really respect the ruling that comes down here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um,. So, a little bit of backstory. When I was in college, prior to that, uh, I had never had chicken wings. So, with college, there's this local place. They had about, I don't know, 15, 20 different sauces, everything from, you know, honey barbecue to please shoot me now. This is way too hot. Uh, but it was all bone-in, and they were awesome. However, as I got older and started going to other places and discovered the boneless chicken wing. Um, That's usually my go-to now. Not because it's better or worse necessarily. Frankly, it's just less messy. Um, Because if we're being honest, bone-in anything is probably better than boneless. Catfish is better with bone-in. Pork chops are better with bone-in. Steaks are better with bone in, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like a bone in ribeye. Mm. Awesome. Uh, and the same goes with, with chicken wings. So, anyway, um, that's my take. I appreciate you guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Chad, we appreciate you. So, yes, I know, more than you know it seems like he came down on your side. No, I think he, 
I think he did. He reinforces our where we landed yeah. after some good civil discourse. Yeah. It is easier and less messy. He didn't even say, but easier. not always better. He said he said less messy, and and I don't was that, was that one of the like core tent poles of your argument was the messiness itself. I was I guess I was lumping that into the whole work factor. Okay. okay. It is less messy. If you're if you're getting super messy, I mean like a little kid eating spaghetti with his hands gets messy. Like, Here's one other factor it of it that's annoying. Myself. It's really Weird. hard to dip a bone in wing in ranch. Okay, so that's an interesting point. Guess who doesn't like ranch or blue cheese at all under any circumstances? Me. Okay. Not a factor. So that's an important piece of backstory for me understanding your side of the argument. Yeah. For me, I I really need ranch. I want it. Okay. On my wings, and like it's it's so awkward trying to put a bone in wing in ranch with the drum with the drumstick ones. It seems like I mean like that's what those aren't as bad. Yes, like on, but like the flats, like a beat up commercial or whatever. That's what they're. Yeah, I get it. If that's something that's really important to you, I can see that. I I don't like ranch blue cheese, sour cream, cream cheese, cottage cheese, anything white. Wow, and okay. vaguely dairy based. See, Chad's bringing out factors of the argument we hadn't even considered. Wow. Okay, that's huge. Chad, thank you so much. Uh, we respect your ruling. So, I, I I told you that Rachel and I were thinking about taking a vacation to Alabama because one of her friends lives there in northern Alabama. So okay. Rachel, I was about to ask you what the heck's in Alabama. So Rachel, it's like close to Tennessee border, like northern Alabama. Rachel gets on Chad's Instagram, finds out of generally where he lives, like what part of Mississippi, to see if we can go see Chad. In <laughs> Alabama. Turns out it's like seven hours away or something from uh, where we're going in Alabama. Yeah, I'm disappointed. But Chad, know that we tried. Okay, efforts were made. Um, that's our last howler. We've, let's see, we've got most of our predictions done. Um, so I'm not asking you to predict a new, to name a new character. Someone's going to show up. But what about like a type of character, an archetype, right? There's going to be a new guy who fills this role, who has this kind of personality. Well, I think we need a wise character in Dumbledore's place, right? Okay. A new um, old sage person. Yeah. In the battle that they talk about between Dumbledore and Grindelwald, mm-hmm. did Dumbledore kill Grindelwald? No. Is Grindelwald evil? Um, I mean, like, Grindelwald is often described as the most evil wizard who had lived until Voldemort. Okay. So, actually, I kind of reversed that. I feel like, well... It's going to be someone really young and immature. The opposite of someone old and wise. We're going to get a baby. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know who it could be, but I feel like somebody's got to kind of take, like, Harry needs someone to go to for, like, advice. Okay. 
So it could be that someone we already know steps up to the plate a little bit, or it could be a new source of wisdom. Yeah. I was hesitant to ask you too much about like specific events, like name something that's going to happen. Like that's broad. And, mm-hmm. then again, and if I go too far into detail that I'm just already spoiling something for you, like, right. Right. So, I mean, I could ask you about things like the, like Bill and Fleur's wedding is already referenced in the sixth book. Mm-hmm. So like, how's that going to go? But I mean, that's still pretty, pretty vague. So, um, and the fact that you said you think it might be condensed down into less than a year, even like a month, I mean that really informs a lot of what we've got going on here. So you, yeah, and you said you think Voldemort's going to die. Yeah, I don't. I don't see this series ending with Harry being defeated. So, but you do see all of the Horcruxes being destroyed over the course of this book. Then is what you're telling me. Hmm. No, so we've got too many conflicting things going on. We can't find and destroy all those in a month. Without no um, more. Yeah. See, because I, I would have said that not like Harry like almost defeats Voldemort at the end of this and then it's kind of left as like a cliffhanger like, but there are more Horcruxes out there, but I don't, to my knowledge, like JKR doesn't write, like hasn't written added pieces to this series. Has she apart from like, um, the thing that came out. Yeah. Pottermore stuff. And then like the fantastic beasts, you know, all that, like there, there hasn't been specific stuff added to the Harry Potter story. Has there, are you not allowed to tell me that? I don't think I'm allowed to tell you that. Well, in that case, I'm going to go with... Hashtag not canon. It depends on your definition of canon. Oh, boy. Or it might not. I'm not allowed to tell you that. Well, I'm going to say that it doesn't truly get fully resolved whether or not Voldemort's fully dead or not. Okay. When we started the series, he was partially dead but not fully dead. Exactly. Not totally unfamiliar with that. Might be one of those things you can never truly kill him fully. Um, Okay, we've got one more category. You know we couldn't leave this category unquestioned. And I'll tell you right now, it's a tight one. It's a tight one. Who who are your nominees for the real MVP of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince? Mm. Kind of a sleeper might be um, Slughorn. Okay. Okay. Divulging the information Harry needed to get that last memory for Dumbledore. Right. Um. Probably the other one would just be Harry, right? Harry definitely is one of mine. 
feel like the real MVP is Felix. Not a person, but that would be an argument for Slughorn. So I'll tell you, my, the nominees that I gave were Harry and Dumbledore. I tried, to, I tried to make a case for Hermione, and I could not. Hermione doesn't really come out of the, you know, off the top rope to deliver any kind of stuff that she normally does. She didn't make Harry some special potion that helped him save the day. Right. Um, she was embroiled within a love triangle with Ron. She invited Cormac McLagan to the dance. Um, not that Hermione's any kind of LVP. She just, I couldn't see the body of work this season. Being the MVP. I mean, it's like LeBron doesn't win MVP every year. But yeah. he is in some ways, he's acknowledged as like the best player in the game, you know? Sure. Um, so as far as the Dumbledore argument, if I could just make that quickly, the idea is that he has the foresight to start to investigate Tom Riddle, the whole Tom Riddle, Voldemort Riddle experience. He goes and gets all of those memories he knows it's important to show those to Harry. Um, he recognizes his own mortality. He's got the hand situation, right? So he's like, okay, I got to start imparting some of this knowledge. Um, he handles Harry blowing up, you know, at him a few times, that kind of thing. He he seems he seems like he makes wise and discerning choices. Obviously, the trusting Snape thing, you know, that could just dis- like, maybe that disqualifies you, but. It wouldn't be just anyone that would think, okay, what's the next step in the fight against Voldemort? Let me dive into people's memories and just get go really far in that direction and then like be able to explain it to a somewhat emotionally stunted 16-year-old. Mm-hmm. So that's my argument for that. It's a strong case. But, I mean, it's a strong case for Harry, too. Harry takes that in. He understands it. The magnitude of it. Harry in the... Dumbledore does drink the potion. But Harry assists him with that. Harry gets the memory. Harry snogs the girl. Uh, almost kills Malfoy. Mitch was into it. <laughs> um, I think I will vote Dumbledore on this one. Okay. I think this was his, like, his Kobe season, like, going, you know. Tim Duncan making first team All-NBA in, like, 2012. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that that definitely. I mean, it was five six in favor of Dumbledore before that, so it was really close. So that means Dumbledore, much to Rachel's chagrin, is the MVP of uh, Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. Congrats, Bulldore. <laughs> I believe that's all of our categories for the sixth annual Muggy Awards. Um, that has been all of our predictions and all of our howlers. We did it. And only an hour and a half. <laughs> Honestly? Not that bad. Not that bad. Oh, man. Guys, I just remembered that Braden already read the first four chapters of... <laughs> <laughs> I knew you weren't going to let me squeak out without uh, twisting the knife one I, more time. I'm just impressed that you were like, we need to just air this out. <laughs> <laughs> So we've got that. That's good. Um, we'll be we'll be reading chapters one through four if you want to read along with us. It's there's no question as to what chapters we'll be discussing next week or whenever we record next. Hopefully next week. 
Uh, Braden and I are leading busy lives right now. We're working on packing. Um, it's a little fluid when our closing date is because they switched the type of financing. And so we've got to get a new appraisals and it's probably not going to make the original close, which is fine, but you know, I'd like to know. So what's Absolutely. your guys, what's your guys plan? You, so you're probably, it's different packing a one bedroom apartment. Like you can fit all of that into like a pickup truck. If you really yeah, we're to. planning on renting like a size, a decent size U-Haul and just trying to get it in one shot. Yeah. Um, cause moving down here, we tried the like multiple trip route and that sucked. So, but it's not as far this time. It's not, but I don't know since we've got like the, the barn to just kind of like back the truck up and like set everything in and then kind of bring it in the house as we need to. Yeah. I think we'll just go that route. I'm so jealous that you got two acres with a barn. I am incredibly excited about that. We are probably going to be getting a storage unit. We're definitely going to be getting a storage unit. And just living off of what we need, you know, suitcases while we're at the McDillon's. Yeah. Very gracious of them. I'm trying to get John on the pod still. So... Come on, John. See how that goes. Yeah, he he claims that people do not want to hear from him. And I was like, bruh, people have been listening to me. No, dude, guests guests make the show. We want guests. John, come on the pod. Chad, Bo, Carlos coming on. Carlos already scheduled. I already got that on the sketch. So we got a lot of good guests. We got some surprise guests. Probably Um, get Mitchell on one more time. Talk about some Malfoy death. (laughs) Probably. That'll be good. Um, yeah, I think I think we're about set. Thanks for listening, Braden. Thanks for catch you next time. Thanks for some choices that you made. <laughs> I'm not gonna say others. I'm not gonna commend every choice that you made today. I get, but like, it's hard for me to be actively angry because like you tried, like you thought you were doing what you were supposed to do. Yeah, I tried really hard to do what I was supposed to do. Um, it is not your instinct to text me and confirm that is what you're supposed to do. I did think about that today and I was like, no, it's probably going to annoy him that I'm waiting till the, the day of recording oh. to ask, Hey, what were we supposed to read? No, um, I would I rather, like, you know what? I'll take it upon myself. I'll get this done. I'm an over communicator, not an under communicator. So, yeah, but I should have let you know because I've been so like I knew what we were doing and so I just didn't even realize that I hadn't I hadn't uh, communicated so it's on me too I take some of the blame take some of the blame so um, go Pacers TJ Warren gonna bounce back going into game five in the bubble he's a walking bucket absolutely did you see there's a uh, there's an ESPN personality who I really like Mina Kimes who it was when the the Pacers last win and she it was like a 15 second video and she said this is what Pacers fans are like watching TJ Warren in the bubble and it was a dude in a like 8 foot tall ear of cob of corn outfit who is like dan- like dancing like stanky legging or something next to like a yeah. corn um like monument at the state fairgrounds and it's just him like it, like it's just like three second clips of him like dancing at different parts of the state fairgrounds to like one of those beats that is like what little kids break danced to on pbs like 15 yep. years ago 
It was pretty good. Yeah, I'll that's good. It, I'll send it to you. There are very few ESPN personalities that I do like, so I may, maybe I need to check into Mina Kimes. Mina Kimes, um, Bill Barnwell, Zach Lowe. They're pretty sports. I can do some Zach Lowe. They're pretty. Yeah, they're pretty sports. I can do some Zach, Zach Lowe's Lowe. NBA. Bill Barnwell is NFL. He's an he's a stats. He's an analytics guy, but he has a good personality. I like. Too. I usually like Ryan McGee for NASCAR. I don't, I don't really watch NASCAR, but I think he's a good enough writer that he makes it pretty interesting to me. Wow. So. Yeah. Mina used to host um, ESPN Daily, like a 20-minute podcast where she would touch on different topics. When you first said it, I thought you were talking about Sarah Spain, and I can't I can't handle Sarah Spain. I am not really familiar with her work. Yeah, don't bother. Mina is very knowledgeable um, and has a very interesting on-air personality. Like, I mean, like, able to keep you interested. Like, very, very personable, very charismatic, so... Dominique Foxworth. Cool. Do you know Dominique Foxworth? He's an NFL guy. He used to play cornerback for the Broncos and Ravens. He's I don't. Times. At okay. this point, everyone stopped listening. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. Okay. I got to go, man. Hannah has been wondering where the heck I'm at. Have fun. See you, dude. This is on the pod. I haven't stopped recording. (laughs) Bye, Jeremy.